Thanks for downloading this week's podcast from Crossroads. We are glad you took the time to listen. As you tune in today, if you need encouragement or prayer, please reach out to us by texting 864-288-1626. Or you can find out more information at our website, hope at crossroads.org. Spread the word to your friends. Let them know they can subscribe at Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Videos of our messages are also online at hope at crossroads.org. And now, Here's this week's podcast. God is good. And all the time. Let's do that one more time. I think we get a few more in there. God is good. And all the time. Amen. Amen. Well, we are thankful to be here today to worship together. And... um, like I said, just continue to be praying for our Malawi team. Uh, Lord willing, they're going to be back uh, on Friday afternoon. And so um, they had, as with any uh, international travel, uh, sometimes your flights get bumped. And uh, so instead of being here Thursday afternoon or Thursday evening, they'll be here Friday afternoon. So, uh, but things are going well. Um, those of you that are uh, connected with our social media and our Facebook. Uh, you've probably seen some photos, uh, whether on Pastor Jack's uh, Facebook page, the church Facebook uh, page. Uh, I know Joey uh, posted some things. Um, and all, everybody was dancing, but I didn't see him there. But, uh, but he said somebody had the video, right? So, but uh, they, were, they were worshiping, and it was, it was incredible uh, to see. And I'm so excited about... Um, the stories uh, that are going to be told um, of the goodness of God when when they receive when they come back. So uh, good to see Pastor Jim back from West Virginia, and uh, thankful for the ministry that he's continuing to do uh, up there and with the people. Amen. And all so eighty years old. And all came to faith in Jesus Christ this week. Uh, praise the Lord. And all man. Uh, Wow, that's incredible. Uh, God is good, yeah, that's for sure. I remember as a young boy um, growing up in the church, uh, there were many verses that uh, we were uh, taught, many verses that we were uh, taught to memorize. Uh, and uh, the psalm that we're going to be looking at today is one of those. Uh, so if you've got your Bibles, you can turn to Psalm 23. Uh, I could probably ask uh, many of you in here uh, to stand up right now and, uh, and quote that by memory, and you could, because uh, you were taught that, whether it was in, in school, or whether it was at church, or whether it was at home, uh, that is one of those uh, passages of Scripture that, uh, that just rings true to so many people. Um, and, you know, we hear that a lot in at funerals. Um, but the thing is, and the truth of it, is that Psalm 23 focuses on what Jesus does for us all the days of our lives, not just in death, but also in life. And uh, we're going to look at that today. And, um, you know, Psalm 23, uh, sometimes when we think of David, we think of the young shepherd boy David who was out uh, tending his 
father's flocks when, um, when uh, the prophet came to uh, anoint the next king of Israel. And um, we think of young David, but uh, in studying many, many different things over the last couple of weeks, uh, Psalm 23 was probably written in the later part of David's life. And uh, as he reflected back uh, on the things that he has seen God do. So, uh, so let's go ahead and uh, look at Psalm 23. Uh, it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. For even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. And he ends with this incredible verse. Verse 6. Surely... Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. As I said, Psalm 23 is one of those passages of Scripture that many of us have memorized, um, whether we were young uh, or as a teenager, uh, we've memorized that, that Scripture. We've heard it time over time after time again at funerals. We've heard it... Um, Preached, we've heard it uh, and seen it on um, posters. We've seen it on our social media uh, banners and things like that. But there's six truths here that we learn from Psalm 23, and uh, you're going to go a little bit deeper into this in your small group Sunday school classes. Uh, so I don't want to uh, give everything away so that your Sunday school teacher's like, well, what do, what do I have to teach? So, but there's six truths here that uh, we see in Psalm 23. And the first we see right here in verse 1 is this, that the Lord is our shepherd. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, God is not just God. He is God of your life. He is the shepherd of your life. And there's characteristics of a shepherd that we think about, and several of those characteristics are this. One would be that the shepherd cares for his sheep. Even though the sheep may not be his, he cares for them as the, if they were his. Sometimes we, in the Western world, uh, we read through this psalm and we see... Um, things about the shepherd, and we have our understanding of shepherd. Uh, but in the Eastern world, uh, where shepherds uh, continue to, to take care of the flock, uh, even today, there's so many things that go in with that, caring for the sheep. Another characteristic of a shepherd is the shepherd protects the sheep from danger. We're going to go into some characteristics of sheep here in a second, but protects it from danger. He takes care of it. Uh, part of that taking care of it is protecting it from its own self uh, because of the nature of a sheep. Um, a sheep was not a smart animal. Um, and it's kind of funny that we, are, through Scripture, are 
considered uh, and uh, called sheep uh, ourselves. Um, and so uh, many times I, my wife could say yes, and you reflect it um, that on a daily basis, uh, this uh, thing about not being smart. So, but the shepherd protects the sheep at all cost. And we see in John chapter 10 where um, Jesus talking about uh, the sheep, he makes this statement. He says, truly, truly I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who come in came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pastures. And we're going to see that uh, Jesus being that door, the shepherd being the door for the sheep and all, gave it protection. It gave it a peace that everything was going to be okay, that they were going to be okay that, uh, from danger. Whether that be animals or other animals, predators, or whether that be uh, thieves that were coming to try to steal some of the sheep away from the fold. Another characteristic of the shepherd is that the shepherd knows the sheep. He knows each and a shepherd, a good shepherd knows each and every one of his sheep. He knows them by name. He knows their traits. He knows the ones that are stubborn and the ones that are not, the ones that are um, easy to handle and the ones that need a little bit more guidance. But he knows the sheep. He knows them because he loves them. If we go back over to John chapter 10, Jesus talking about this, he says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. He says, I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also. They will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock and one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. The shepherd knows the sheep. And just as the shepherd knows the sheep, the sheep knows the shepherd. They know the voice. In Lynn Anderson's book, They Smell Like Sheep, he tells this story of three shepherds who were out in the field with their flocks grazing and as they provided food and pasture for them to eat and uh, to provide nourishment for them. And at the end of the day, the, sh- the shepherds uh, head out. And at some point, and all there's three different paths, and the shepherd takes off on his path to go take his sheep back to the fold where he's taking care of them. And then the second sheep and third or the second shepherd and third shepherd go their separate ways. But as they as they split off, although the sheep are together, they make a specific sound, a call, as you would. I remember growing up, uh, my grandfather and grandmother uh, Caruth lived up in Landrum, South Carolina big metropolis up there, uh, the foothills, and uh, uh, my grandfather was kind of a jack-of-all-trades, and uh, so he, he had uh, cows, and he had pigs, and 
and I remember when he came down to feed them, uh, if they were far away, maybe off uh, in the other part of the pasture, he would just make a sound, and they knew that it was feeding time, and they knew uh, that where to come to. Much like the shepherd, the shepherd would make a specific call, and the sheep that belonged to that shepherd would separate from the big group of sheep and head to its own shepherd. Why? Because they knew his voice. Just as us as followers of God, for those of us who've made that incredible decision to trust Jesus with our life, when we hear the voice of our shepherd, we follow. And as we follow, we know that we're protected, we know that we're cared for, and we know that He, is, he knows us. The, another characteristic of a shepherd is that the shepherd provides for the sheep. We see this. He says in verse 2, He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. The shepherd, part of the shepherd's duty is uh, to provide that, that nourishment and that food and the, the water for the sheep. A shepherd provides for the sheep. He takes them where they need to go in times to make sure that they are nourished. And it was funny, I was reading earlier um, this week how uh, one of the shepherd's duties, one of the things that a shepherd would do for sheep when he brings them to water. You know, I've always grown up here and you know, you, you can take a horse, bring a horse to the uh, water, but you can't make him drink. Well, in the, in the sense of a sheep, uh, sheep will not drink water from a, rush, from a water that is rushing. So a lot of times what the shepherd would do, he would take uh, rocks or sticks or whatever and dam up the water to where it was, it was still that would give the sheep the confidence that he could drink it, that it was safe. Because he would dam it up so that the water was just still. And it was, it was peaceful. It was a place of security. They knew that they could bend down and get the water without knowing or with, with, with knowing that there was no danger around. And then the next thing characteristic of a shepherd is that the shepherd rescues the sheep when they've strayed. Like many of us in our own life, there's times, even those of us who've come to know Jesus Christ, there are times in our life where we've all strayed. We've, we've faltered. And all. we've kind of stumbled uh, along a new path that looked really good and looked real enticing. But it wasn't, it wasn't good for us. And then, but the shepherd is always there to bring us back. Luke chapter 15, parable of the lost sheep. Talks about the 99 sheep that are there, but the one that has gone astray. And the shepherd leaves the 99 to themselves and with the other helpers to go look for the one. 
And you say, well, why in the world? Sometimes it's like, well, why would you leave the majority to go after this one? I think there's a lesson for us to learn there is that every life matters. Every life matters. No matter where you're at, no matter what you've been through, every life matters to the shepherd. Every life matters to Jesus. Whether you agree with them or not, and no, you have to understand that, that Jesus, he, he doesn't get distracted by the things that we get distracted with in our world that can cause dissension because Jesus sees not just the person and all, he sees their soul. And so it's important that the shepherd rescues the sheep when they've gone astray. I've seen that and experienced that in my own life. As a young teenage boy who just was stubborn and mean as a snake, my mom would say sometimes. Um, I'm thankful that I had a youth pastor who had a shepherd's heart who was willing to run after me and to bring me back into safety and security where I found Jesus. You see, because every sheep has a name and the shepherd knows us all by name. And every person matters to God. Then the last characteristic we'll talk about of the shepherd is that the shepherd loves them in every way. He will do everything that he has to to take care of the sheep. Why? Because even though those sheep may not belong to him, he's just in charge of them. He treats them as if they belong to him. He cares for them. In the parable of the lost sheep, you know, when he goes out to find the lost sheep, when he finds it, he's excited and he comes back and he rejoices with the fact that, hey, not only do, the, do I have the 99 that were, that were still here, but even the one that just kind of went their own way for a little while, he's back in the safe arms of the shepherd. The second thing that we learn in Psalm 23 is we learn that the Lord is a shepherd, but we also learn that we are his sheep. And just real quick, characteristics of sheep, some of you know this already, is that uh, sheep are not intelligent uh, animals uh, by any means. Uh, They need some encouragement. Some of them need a little bit more encouragement than others, much like us uh, in our lives. Some of us need a little bit more encouragement a little bit more nudging sometimes, a little bit more tough love um, from the shepherd because we're not the smartest of people. Sometimes we think that we are. For some of us, we may know a whole lot here, but we don't have it here. Sheep are also dependent. They're dependent on the shepherd, not only to, to care for them to, whenever they're, they're injured, to take care and to bandage up a wound, to uh, put a little oil on their 
uh, on their horns and on their head to protect them at nighttime from the flies and things like that getting on them so that they can sleep. They're dependent on everything because they're not intelligent. And they're also defenseless. And all sheep many times are defenseless against bigger predators. And that was part of the job of the shepherd was, was to protect the sheep from any danger. And he would use that rod and he would use that staff to do that. He would sleep right there in that opening when the, of the fold where, uh, where the fold of the flock was. Why? Because he would give his life if he, if he had to to protect those sheep. Much like Jesus. He gave his life to protect us from eternal damnation, eternal separation from God, so that we may have the opportunity to be reconciled to God. Sheep are defenseless. The third thing that we see in the passage is that we have everything that we need. Verse 1, again, it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. In other words, that word want is, I have everything that I need. There's nothing that I need outside of what the shepherd provides for me. There's things that, that I may desire. There's things that I may long for. But it's not things that we necessarily need. How many times have we run after, have you and I run after things of this world or things that, that look good only to realize when we received it, the void that we thought would be filled was still there. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Jesus is all that you and I need. Do you understand that if, if your salvation is the only thing that you receive from God, that is enough. That is enough because that is everything that you need. It's everything that I need. And so many times we may get caught up in the, in, in the world and we get caught up in the things of, that we see with our eyes and we want this and we want that. But it's not the things that we need. Everything that we desire, everything that we need comes from God. You see, when God's people trust and follow Him, they have all they need. Wearsby says this, and they will not like the necessities of life. So we have everything we need in the arms of the shepherd. Under the care of the shepherd, we have everything that we need. The fourth thing we see here is that God restores our soul. Verse 3. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness. Catch that last phrase, though. He didn't stop there. He says, He leads me in paths of righteousness, not for your sake, but for His name's sake. The, the places and the, the areas and how God leads us day in and day out is so that we may honor and glorify Him in everything that we do. Whether we're going to work or whether we're going in our neighborhood or whether we're going to West Virginia or the Dominican Republic or Africa 
or right here in Five Forks as we go to the schools this week to deliver those hundred book bags that, uh, that we packed up this week. God restores our soul by providing water and food for the sheep. The shepherd restores them. Because God's desire for his people is to love and to glorify him. In John chapter 4, the familiar passage of the, and the encounter with the woman at the well. When Jesus asked the, the lady, he says, will you give me a drink? And later on in verse 13, Jesus says, because she replies, No, sir, you have nothing to draw water with. The well is deep. Where do you get this living water? In verse 13, Jesus said, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks of the water that I give him will never be thirsty. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of well, welling up to eternal life. God restores our soul in salvation. God restores our soul daily as we stay close to Him, as we open up His Word and we allow the Word to penetrate our hearts and ought to continue to change us and to sanctify us for His glory and for our joy and others' good. He restores our soul. Let me ask you a question. I want you to think about your life this week. Think about the things that you've gone through. How have you allowed God to restore your soul daily? He said, Jesus says, but whoever drinks of the water that I give him will never be thirsty again. It will be like a spring of water welling up inside. Oh, my friends. Oh, that we may drink of the well that restores our soul. And not drink of the well that makes us come back thirsty over and over again. And we wonder, we wonder why That our soul is, is parched. Our soul is just thirsty, just longing for something. We're dehydrated. Why? Because we've not, we've not drank from the well this week. We've not drank from the well that allows our souls to be restored and to be nourished. And that comes in many ways. It, it not only comes from reading the Word. It comes through prayer and intercessory Intercession with God. It comes from Christian fellowship with brothers and sisters in Christ. It comes by serving those less fortunate. It comes from worshiping, just singing praises to God. The fifth thing that we see from the psalm is that God will use His rod and His staff on His sheep. Now, many times, most of the time, God would use, the shepherd would use his staff as a comforting thing. But there were times that God would also use the staff and the rod as a discipline tool. My mom called that a belt or a switch. 
growing up. Uh, some of you understand what I'm talking about. Uh, so, um, but um, that was her rod and her staff. Uh, sometimes it hurt more than others, uh, depending on how stubborn I was growing up. But the shepherd would also use his staff to protect his sheep from predators. As he was laying there at night, there at the opening, as the door, as a thief would come trying to steal sheep, or a predator would come, he would use the rod as a way of stunning or killing the predator. Why? Because those sheep he loved. As a parent, we understand that with our kids. That we would do anything to protect our own from danger, from predators. We would even give our own life. One of the, op- one of the things that God would use uses a staff for, and the shepherd would use a staff for, is to examine and count the sheep every single night as he brought the sheep back from the pastures to the fold. He would use that staff, and not only to count the sheep, but he would use it to stop the sheep so he could examine the sheep. And if there was a wound, so he could bandage it up. If there was a, a broken leg or something, he would... Do what he would have to do to help it heal. If there was a cut, he would anoint it with the oil and all to take care of it. But he would also use it to guide them away from danger. And the sixth thing we see, and I know I'm not covering every single thing, but like I said... That's why, that's why you need to go to small groups so that we can continue to study uh, this. Is that we see in verse 6 that we can dwell in his house forever. When David looked ahead of his life, when he looked back at his life, he knows that he will experience the goodness of God on earth but also the beauty of heaven that awaited him. At the end of the day, the shepherd would look back and he would thank God each and every day for the mercy and goodness of God, not only to protect him, but more importantly, to protect the sheep. And as a follower of Christ, we can live our lives in such a way that honors God, knowing that there will be a day when just like David saw the big picture that this earth was, is not the end, but there is a day when everyone will spend eternity somewhere. And he knew that because of his relationship with God, the good and the bad, even though he made so, some bad mistakes in his life, he knew that his end destination was heaven. And as a follower of Christ, we can live with that Also, but here's the thing, so many times we have our eyes on heaven that we forget that God has placed us here on earth 
And that here on earth, we can still live in the goodness of God here. Why? Because we have His written Word that teaches us, that guides us, that restores us. Every single time that we open it up, it's used to nourish our souls. Today, I want you to think. Think on your life up to this point. Think about how you've seen the goodness and the mercy of God in your own life. And I also want you to think of this. The mercy and goodness of God that you've seen in your life, God desires for others to experience that as well. So while God has placed us here on earth, we are to share the good news of Jesus, that He is the good shepherd, that He is for us and not against us, that He has conquered death and hell, and that if we will respond to Him and just trust Him with our life and give our lives over to Him, Not only can we experience the goodness of God that is to come, but we can experience the goodness of God right here and right now. And so can those that we live beside, those that we work with, those that we come in contact with on a daily basis. There's a chorus, there's a worship song that shares these words. It says, I love you, Lord, for your mercy never fails me. In all my days, I've been held in your hands. From the moment that I wake up until I lay my head, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. And the chorus says, in all my life, you've been faithful. And all my life, you've been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. My prayer, my challenge for us today is that we don't let this day or any day go by without remembering the goodness of God. As He gives us life and breath in our lungs so that we may speak and we may sing of the goodness of God. Have you experienced the love of the Good Shepherd in your life? Can you sing with with confidence of the goodness of God? If you're a follower of Jesus and you've trusted Jesus with your life, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Because even in the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, David says. For my God is with me. There's a song that the choir would sing. It says, even in the valley, God is good. And the reason He is good is because He doesn't ask us to walk in the valley alone. For He's not 
behind us, but he walks in the valley beside us. And the sheep understood that they were never alone as long as they allowed the shepherd to guide them. So I ask you again, can you sing with confidence? I know some of you are saying, well, I don't sing. Well, you're missing out. Can I just be honest? God doesn't care what tune or what octave you sing. He just wants you to praise Him for His goodness. He just wants you to praise Him. And although it may hurt our ears, it doesn't hurt his. You see, the good shepherd laid down his life for you. For someone in this room today asked this question. What's stopping you from giving your life to him today? The bridge of the song that I just said, told you about. The lyrics say this. That God is running after, he's running after me. Your goodness is running after, he's running after me. You may be running today, not toward the shepherd. But I can promise you, the shepherd's running toward you. And he's pursuing you. In in the good days, and he's pursuing you in those bad days. He's pursuing you and I when we're pursuing him. And he's pursuing us when we're not pursuing him. And that's why we can say he is the good shepherd. And we can sing of the goodness of God. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for today. Lord, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you that you have set the example for what a shepherd should be. And Lord, as parents, as grandparents, you have given us the privilege to shepherd our children. And may we shepherd them the way that you shepherd us. Father, I I know that there may be someone here today that they feel like that lost sheep that is strayed away from the flock. Lord, I pray that they understand today also that as they have strayed away that the shepherd is looking for them. And that today is the day that they run back to the shepherd. In the care and the love of the one who laid down his life for them. In your name we pray. Amen. Today, the invitation is simple. Look at your life. Where are you with God? 
If there's a decision that you need to make and the, the Spirit has just placed it on your heart, I pray. Whether it's coming down here and praying with someone or praying for someone or it's coming to respond to faith to the Good Shepherd and giving your life to the one that's already given his life for you. Maybe today is the day that you realize that the goodness of God is something worth thinking about. Let's stand. You respond. We hope you've been challenged and inspired from today's message from Crossroads. You can find out more about the message you have heard today by visiting our website, hope at crossroads.org. If you live in the upstate South Carolina area and you're looking for a church home, we hope you'll come by and visit sometime. Details about our church and service times can also be found online. The last year has been one of chaos and confusion, and we know many have become isolated and lonely. You can get Pastor Jack's new book, The Loneliness Solution, Finding Meaningful Connection in a Disconnected World, a great resource that will help you, or you can give to a friend who might be struggling. This resource is also available at hope at crossroads.org. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again next week.